really fascinating times right now as the Fed's jacking up interest rates and trying to slow down the economy. We're getting lots of earnings reports out. Early in the week, we heard from Wall Street banks and really getting a mixed picture. I think, you know, Jamie Dimon and J.P. Morgan Chase were saying we're going in the tank and probably going to go into recession. And then we heard from Bank of America. They said everything looked pretty good and people were spending money. But what you really tell about is, is you get to the regionals and super regionals. Comerica is based here and operates all over the, the well, really on and off all over the country. And you get a better picture when you look at their numbers. The earnings were really good. Revenues were good. And the chairman, president, and CEO of Comerica is Kurt Farmer, who joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. David, it's good to be with you. So it really is, maybe it's just me, but it really seems to be very confusing times. Nobody seems to have a handle on this. Go back to what I was just saying. So, so the Fed wants to raise interest rates, and that's good for banks. At least I understand it. But the reason they want to raise interest rates is to slow down or maybe stall the economy. Well, that's not good for banks or anybody else. So what's what's going on out there? Well, I think we all know sort of the picture that we've been operating under with a tremendous uh, surge in, in inflation. We're seeing it in lots of different uh, sectors and certainly in certain categories like uh, uh, wage and labor. But, you know, you can look at almost anything that uh, requires a raw input, housing, gasoline, uh, et cetera, and, and the pressure that's been out there. And so the Fed is somewhat behind the eight ball by their own admission, and they're really trying hard to tamp down inflation and are being um, unprecedented uh, aggressive um, compared to what they've done historically. And we're still anticipating the Fed may do another 100 to 125 basis points before uh, year end. Uh, we do believe, though, that um, you know the fundamentals of the economy, for for what we see, and a lot of the companies that we work with, are still relatively strong, despite the the concern about recession that's out there. But your numbers, you know, looking over our shoulder in the last quarter, your numbers were really outstanding. I mean, revenues and and earnings. I noticed you you know, you increased your your loan loss provision, so maybe there'll be some problems down the road. But you've had good numbers. Yeah, we, we had a really great uh, quarter and have had a really strong year. And in fact, our um, net income from a company perspective, $351 million, up 35%. Uh, we had a record uh, earnings per share, $2.60. Again, up about 35% uh, link quarter. And so we had a really good quarter. And a lot of that's been driven by the increase in, in interest rates, which obviously uh, benefits uh, banks. Uh, but we continue to see very strong loan demand uh, really across the board with almost all of our commercial customers, almost every market that we operate in, and, and pretty much every business segment uh, that that we operate in. And you mentioned credit. While there's certainly concern about where we go from here, and all banks have gradually been adding to their loan loss reserves, uh, which is just prudent uh, when you've got the potential of a recession. We are not seeing deterioration as of yet. Um, and so it's really kind of a, a perfect storm in the right way in terms of, of how it's playing out and sort of bottom line results for our company. You know, your comments about, about uh, loan demand are really intriguing because I see that as a, as a really good leading indicator. I mean, if companies... I mean, it's one thing for you to loan money, but if, but if companies, 
you know, feel confident enough to go out and borrow money for, for expansion or acquisition or whatever we're going to use it for, then they must feel good about the economy going forward. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, sort of dichotomy that we find ourselves in, you know, despite all the talk about recession. And by the way, uh, our economist, Bill Adams, believes that we probably are in probably 60 percent, 65 percent chance of a recession uh, in the second half of 2023. So we, we believe that, you know, there's a good possibility of, of a recession. But I think when you look at sort of the fundamentals in our uh, lending activity, both in terms of uh, loan origination and pipeline for, for new opportunities with customers, uh, most companies are still making money despite all the challenges that are, that are out there. And, um, you know, we talked about some of those uh, supply chain disruptions and inflationary pressure, uh, et cetera, earlier. Uh, I think they're, they're appropriately cautious. I think a lot of companies are, you know, sitting on probably more liquidity than they normally, uh, normally would in, in a cycle like this. But, um, most companies are continuing to see yeah. bottom line uh, profitability. I think the consumer is still relatively healthy. So this is a little bit more about what might happen versus exactly what has happened thus far. Yeah, yeah we have seen that with, with personal savings rates. They they went up and, and people have had to eat into some of the savings. But there still seems to be a pretty high savings rate. I think the last figure I saw was like 5.3%. Yeah, I don't. I, we just had such unprecedented uh, stimulus pumped into the economy, and the increase in in overall money supply, uh, and that has not fully burned off. And I do think most consumers are um, have a higher level of savings uh, right now. I mean, certain things have pulled back. Obviously, housing has pulled right. back. A lot of that driven by uh, a combination of both inventory and interest rates making homes less affordable. Uh, but outside of that, I think the consumer is still relatively strong. And again, I think most uh, corporations are, are relatively uh, relatively strong. Uh, we're not seeing probably as much borrowing for major expansion as we are to meet current working capital needs, uh, you know, inventory, et cetera. Uh, there's always you know some some lending we're involved in in terms of M and A transactions, one company buying another uh, type uh, type situation, but. You know, we do anticipate at some point this will slow down, uh, but you know, for right now, we we continue to feel like it's a you know relatively healthy environment on the lending side. And let's talk about Comerica. Uh, since last time we spoke, I, I saw you you guys announced a, a new innovation hub in in Frisco, and I guess it's going to be a satellite to the Dallas headquarters. But uh, you know, operating in this area, you have to I guess migrate to the north and the west. That's where the expansion is, and it looks like it's going to continue. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I want to be really clear, David. Our home is downtown uh, Dallas, and that is our headquarters. It's where I'm located and our executive team. And the majority of our employees will continue to be located in downtown Dallas. But we have a number of suburban locations, uh, and this gives us a chance to consolidate a number of those locations and uh, put a, a hub in the Frisco area there next to the, to the Star. Uh, it also gives us a chance to... Uh, I think attract some new talent that might not um, might not uh, find commuting to downtown as attractive. Uh, we are going to use it as a tech hub. We anticipate having the majority of our cybersecurity team located uh, there in the, in the Frisco uh, market, and so it'll be a nice complement to our downtown location. But we are very committed 
to downtown uh, Dallas and to the vibrancy of, of downtown Dallas, and it will remain our headquarters. Well, I, I, and again, I, as I was saying early on, you guys are super regional. You're all over Texas. You're in Arizona and California. Obviously, your roots are still uh, out of out of Michigan. But, you know, if you're going to operate in this area, North Texas, we are gearing up. We're going to be the third largest metropolitan area in the United States of America by the end of the decade. We're told we're going to pass Chicago. So I, you've got to cover this area. Yeah, no question about it. And look, listen, Texas is um, continues to be an extraordinary story. And then the Metroplex as a subset of Texas overall is just an incredible economic engine. And we are you know, anticipating um, you know, continued outperformance for Texas from a GDP uh, perspective versus the U.S. overall, and certainly that would include the DFW and the Metroplex. But when you look at sort of continued corporate relocation, job creation, population inf- inflow into this area, um, and just look at all the construction cranes around us, a lot of that in the multifamily uh, category, um, we are just very bullish on uh, the Metroplex and, and bullish on Texas. And um, and it's really, you know, why we moved here in, in, in large part. And, uh, you know, we continue to be proud to be the, the largest national bank uh, headquartered in, in Texas. Um, and we are going to continue to find ways to invest in this market. Kurt Farmer is the chairman, the president and CEO of Comerica and uh, joins us today after a Good earnings report. Good to have you with us always. Thank you, sir. Thank you, David. Thanks a lot. For more of our conversation, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson. News Radio 1080 KRLD.